I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Freddie? I'm Freddie Freeman, baby. Because we are talking about... Shazam. Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. That. So, yeah. Um... We're doing this one a little late. As you might have noticed, our, our release schedule got swapped around. Not that y'all know it. That's an internal calendar. You know it if you know when Sweet Griff's birthday is. That is true. Which is <laughs> today. today. Not and last, <laughs> week. last week. Yes, little known fact about me, I do celebrate my birthday twice. Um, I don't care to explain the reasons. But So we are discussing Shazam this week, mostly because our schedule was very busy and we didn't get around to it. And you know what? It seems like a good movie to see on a half-price Tuesday. And, you know, it was just, like, so sold out that, <laughs> oh. like, the tickets, they just were so high. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, AMC's ticketing system was broken, actually, along with Adam tickets. Fandango was down for days. Y'all know. Um, but we finally it's like made a Taylor it. Swift concert. <laughs> Exactly, exactly like a Taylor Swift concert. But we did make it. We did make it eventually. Well, we got there right on time. We did. The movie was at 6.30. We got there at 6.25. Barely. (laughs) And they told us, all of the movies are running half an hour behind, so your previews will start at 7. Previews, trailers will start at 7. Right. So we're like, we'll get a drink at the bar that's right here. Great. At 7 o'clock, we close our tab, walk into the movie. We've missed like 15 (laughs) minutes of it. I don't think, I don't even think 10. I feel like we missed like five. Well, at 7.02, trailers were long gone. Yeah, we're fully, we're fully into the movie. Someone lied to us. I think there was a scene, um, I would say like, please confirm, but I don't think anyone has seen this besides us listening to this podcast. Um, we missed like an opening scene with the daughters of Atlas, but, uh, you know what? I really, if it was a movie that I really cared about, you know, that I was really invested in seeing every minute of, um, I could have like been like a Karen about it. It's happened before at movie theaters, you know, sometimes you got to get comped. And I think other people did get comped because I was just like, what, what happened guys? I don't know. I don't know what happened, but fortunately, um, we didn't miss a whole lot of plot, I don't think. Like, it seems like everything started on time. Because we went to an AMC, which we normally don't go to, and their trailers are forever. Plus, they have Nicole Kidman. Like, there's a long, like, build-up. Yeah, it's long as shit. It's, like, at least 15 minutes of trailers. Right. So, I mean, I don't think it was the full half hour of trailers. Like, I don't no, think- I think it was the full trailers and then the whatever we missed of the movie. I don't think maybe we- it started five minutes later. I don't think we missed fifteen minutes of the movie. I think we would have been a bit more. I lost. think it's more than fifteen minutes of trailers. <sighs> Man, well, maybe we should have gotten comp tickets. I think we're. Uh- I like the trailers sometimes. I was like not really care. I didn't care about it because, like, as far as I know, there's nothing new for us. Like, of movies that are, like, out. I feel like I'm not willing to commit to that statement. Well, okay. That's fine. But, you know, for superheroes. By not responding to it, I'm not acknowledging that. That's just a Shazam 2 reference. You don't even get it. I really don't. They keep calling them the fiascos. And oh, he's yeah. like, by not commenting, I'm not acknowledging that. I literally that. don't even remember that line. He says it twice. Didn't stick with me. Like a lot of he this says movie. it during to the press, and then the mom says it later, and he's like, "I'm not acknowledging that." Adam name. Brody says it. No, really, Mr. Levi oh. Shazam. Man, really, that really came and went. This is because I wasn't taking notes during the movie. I didn't even take a note about that. Still, I was. We look. We were in the back row. It was already very like bright in that theater. I didn't feel that bad having my phone out and taking a couple of notes. Sure. I mean, no. Like There literally... were also a lot of children. Yeah, you know. Let's just talk about the movie theater experience. So. I didn't get popcorn. I didn't get Raisinets. Well, they didn't even have Raisinets. So you didn't even get Milk Duds, which were Do you want to your... rub it in my face? I mean, I'm just saying the, the Milk Duds were a consolation prize. And things things went haywire. 
And then, yeah, there were a lot of, a lot of children, I guess this is like kind of, if you're not really in tune with things, and it is, you know, you see a trailer that for a superhero movie that has a bunch of kids in the trailer and you're like, okay. But honestly, I think this, this it's was like pr- kid friendly ish. The first one definitely is. I, but the thing is like David F. Sandberg being a horror director likes to slip in some stuff. Did you, the what did first you call David him? F. Sandberg, David F. Sandberg. Did you say he was a whore? What is this bit? <laughs> like, technically, I think you said horror, but it sounded like you said Ex- he's a horror director. Excuse me. David S. Sandberg, a... Roll back the tape. Horror director. <laughs> that was not better. Um, that was a... That was lines, horrific. That was a Whose Line Is It Anyway reference, you heathen. Uh, <laughs> David S. Sandberg is a director of horror movies and before Shazam. The first Shazam, I thought, had like a really dark scene where like all of the sins kill everybody in the boardroom at uh, Dr. That was horror. Uh, yes. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Savannah Sr.'s office. I mean, they made someone jump off a building. A character that I really, well, I like that actor a lot. Diedrich Bader. Yeah, that was fucking gnarly. I thought he was going to be like, Horribly injured. No, he, he fucking no, died. No, I know. Thanks, Griffin. That's Thanks for just icing that yeah, for me. Yeah, I had to. I just said it. No, I had to. <laughs> I had to. I had to really lay it on thick. Um, yeah. So, but I didn't think this one got as dark as like. It wasn't I don't know. as dark, but it also wasn't as kid friendly. Yes, and I think a big part Which of I that know is that's a juxtaposition. But well, yeah, but like it, it makes sense because they're older. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. And they were more adults. They spent more time as adults in this, obviously, than they did in the first one. The first one, they are kids the entire time. Yeah. So Besides, I, what's his name? Right. Um, Billy. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about that because I feel like um, I felt this way. And then, like, looking at the the criticism of this movie was kind of in line with, like, a lot of other sequels, including, like, the Lego Movie 2, which is not something that I even saw. Um, but, like, the first movie, like, I think, like, I think we both consider Shazam to be, like, one of, like, the best DCEU movies. I I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Like, not every DC movie, but just, like, in this, like, post, the Man of Steel through Justice League Like, thing. I don't know if it's technically, like, a good movie. No. But I, I like it. Right. I don't know if I would consider it good either. But, like, I enjoyed the first Shazam a lot. And I yes. feel like it had, like, a lot of charm. Okay. And so much of that was, like, for me, anyway, the first movie being, like, here's these foster kids. And Billy Batson, like, trying to, like, fit in and, like, all right. this stuff. And Family dynamics. Yeah. And this movie, like, gets rid of a lot of that just, like, by nature of its plot. Which I was, in the first one, I wanted to see them as the superheroes more. Like, I wanted that. Right. Because we get, like, really only, like, a taste of it at the right. end. Right. And so I was glad to see that. But, yeah, I think we could have taken a couple more scenes early on where they don't, where they're not using their powers. Not because they can't. Right. And just get to see them be themselves to set it up and to remind us, like, these are their character traits. And maybe we did miss a little bit of that. We kind of came in in that scene. Yeah. We came in, like, right before they flew off to, to try to stop the bridge from collapsing. But, like, when they're doing their team meetings, they're still in their Shazam selves. And I get, like, they would want to be in that. But I feel like the, that could have been them as themselves. Yeah, I agree. And it would have been funnier, actually, to see, like, the kids talking about their adult selves doing the things. Yeah. I also thought that, like, in the first movie, Darlo was, like, a standout because she was so funny, and now it's, like... Which her adult actress is also really good and really good at playing her. She's very good at that. I think she manages to do a really good job of approximating Darla, uh, whereas, like, Zachary Levi is not really playing Billy Batson anymore, you know? I saw it a little bit more in this one. Really? Because to me, like, in this one, like, all of these characters are now, like, almost 18 years old. I know, old. he's like and Zachary Levi is like not acting like an 18-year-old. He's just like That's true. doing his bit, which is fine. It's still like, to me, it's like enjoyable. He is acting pretty childish. But I also think that's a problem that there, this, the gap between these movies was four years because like Asher Angel, which is not even a real sounding name, who plays Billy Batson, like does not look like a kid anymore. He, I think he's like fully like 20 years old. 
And even in the first movie, he was like probably like one of the older looking ones out of like the group of kids. But I think besides Mary, who just is the same actress. It, yeah. Um, it's a classic conundrum of movies with kids in it. Like you're going to get yourself into this situation no matter what. And I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they wanted to do the sequel faster, but COVID got in the way. I have no idea if that's true or not. DC got in the way. Well, that's for sure. But, you know, on top of that. Um, I, so maybe the way that they chose to allocate the time between the kids and the heroes is a consequence of that. But I do definitely think, like, that was so much of the appeal of the first movie and I don't think that's just, like, us speaking. I think that was, like, a big part of, like, why the first one reviewed well is because, like, it it had, like, that, like, child-likeness to it, which a lot of superhero movies now, like, try to distance themselves from very intentionally. So moving away from that was a risky decision, in my opinion. I don't... I think the movie was, like, a little worse off for it, but I wouldn't say that the reason why this movie didn't do well is because of that. He is, like, 21. Also, he looks like a faux Timothy Chalamet. He does look like a faux Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> um, all right. Well, should we get into the film itself? Yeah, let's do it. What you got first? Um, I didn't really take notes. I have, like, two things written down, and they're all for future reference. My first note is I think it was a funny twist what they did with Wonder Woman in the dream scene. Yeah, that was funny. One, that it was a dream because I didn't see that coming. And two, because they did that whole, like, we're not going to show Superman's face at the end of Shazam. I was like, wait, we're doing this in the middle? I was like, is it actually going to be her? Or I was like, weird, is this going to be Mary? And is this, like, a weird thing? Because oh, they, like, called her oh, Wonder Woman. No. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then when, like, they had the, uh, the, wizard's. the wizard's face, I was like, that was pretty funny. That was a funny twist. I did enjoy that. Like, that kind of stuff makes it feel like a kid's movie. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, they're just, like, I don't know, doing this goofy shit. Yeah. Like, it's like kind of dumb, easy humor. Yeah. But it like worked. But it's not like the same like dumb, easy humor that like the MCU gets faulted for a lot. Like it's not like that. And not to say that this movie and other DC movies don't do like the self-aware like, oh my God, like can oh, you believe I'm doing did this? That. Thank God they, I think unless I missed it, maybe I missed it because I went to the bathroom. There was a line in one of the trailers where... Uh, it was basically like, oh my god, like I just punched a dragon. Like Zachary Levi saying that. And I remember like seeing the trailer and being like He does punch oh. a dragon. He does punch a dragon, but I didn't think he said it. I don't But he did he do like it. the Did I just save you while holding out for a hero was playing? And I'm like, we already know it's happening. Please, if you're a superhero movie screenwriter, stop doing the, the meta commentary. We don't need it. The movies are silly enough. I will also say like the Marvel humor is more for adults, it's not for kids. Yeah, I agree. Um but so, yeah, I think it, it didn't like totally get rid of that, uh, the, the like kidness of it all, which is good, but it definitely like downgraded it. And I also want to say that like, I didn't know this, but the Daughters of Atlas, like all this stuff, this is like original. These are not like comic characters. Like the director was like, yeah, like we didn't pull from the comics to do this. Oh. And that really makes me like wonder why? like, why? Yeah, why? Right? Because that makes more sense because I, jumping to the very end, I was like, when we do actually see Wonder Woman, which I thought that was like a nice full circle moment that they actually had her in it. Yeah. Thanks, I, I was like, this feels so, she feels so out of place. Right. Even though we're like talking about gods. And I like, that makes sense now that it does feel out of place because it is like, they're not from the same universe. No. Uh, and if I, if I had more, I should have looked this up. I'm like, then you guys recording. are all sisters. If you really want to play that game. Right. Like, or no. We, well, Daughters Zeus, of Alice. Okay, Zeus and Alice, but still. Never mind. Cousins. Yeah. They're cousins. Uh, I think it's like really, I don't know. Uh, I didn't, I didn't hate them as villains. I thought they were like really like one note, but like, did their jobs fine, but it really, I, I gotta like wonder, we had this very specific, uh, post credit scene in the first movie that we actually revisit in the post credit scenes of this movie. And I'm like, what the happened? Caterpillar moves slow. <laughs> well, I did think it was really funny that that was like a meta joke about like, Oh, like we're back. <laughs> like he's, there's nothing happening in this jail cell. 
But also, like, what was the, you know, what, what happened behind the scenes for this to be the, the plot that they went with? I thought that the sisters were just okay. I was really disappointed in their sisterhood because they seemed, like, strong, like, we're united. We have this goal. We're working together. We have our common enemy of humans, which is fine. Like, they don't need to be redeemable. No, we have no... There's nothing riding on that. Except for maybe Rachel Ziegler's character. Yeah. Like, that was fine that they were doing that with her, but, like, they didn't also need to do it with Helen Miram. I was like, are we doing Hocus Pocus or are we not? Because they stay united, even if they fight. I don't know. Well, I guess not. (laughs) Yeah, it was really weird. Like, for the amount of time that, like, the sisters are on screen, I'm not, like, buying it. Because we have no history of these characters, for one. And yeah, then they I'm don't also like, seem connected at all. No. Uh, They're just like, we gotta make dead daddy proud. Right. So I'm like, well, one, don't care, particularly for your motivations. Also, like, totally out of the blue. I know that the wizard stuff was, like, connected to gods in the first Shazam. But the whole movie, aside from that, was not. Like, that's not what we were dealing with. Even though the first Shazam had, like, the sins... You know, and that was, like, very, like, fantasy-ish. I liked The Sins. It felt different, probably just because it was, like, through... I mean, Charm did it, but sure. (laughs) Well, maybe just, like, for superhero movies. (laughs) And I think it was because Mark Strong was, like, channeling it, and he was, like, a very, like, grounded character. Like, he's just, like, a pissed-off guy. No, not at all. And then all of a sudden, like, we're introducing, like, these very, like, high fantasy like, gods, different realities. I think high fantasy worked. Like, I liked the dragons and the creatures coming in. Like, I think that actually matched really well. I actually did, too. I guess it's just, like, the... Maybe it's just the villain motivations. Because I did think all the other fantasy stuff, like like Steve and all the stuff, like, in The Rock of Eternity, I actually liked that a lot. Because that's not something you, we get to see right. very often. I think that all worked really well. I liked the doors, very Monsters, Inc. We might have talked about that in the first movie. I think we did. But, um... One, and I I really didn't want to say this, but I feel like if you saw the movie, you may feel the same way. Like, Bill Murray's a jerk, but, like, Lucy Liu was really weak in this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That was, like, that was from um, Charlie's Angels, right? Yeah. They're, they're he feud. was mean. Well, yeah, I, I think but I've, I... But I hate to double story. down. Well... I get that yes. she was playing, like, the chaos character. So that, like, made sense. Like, that she would go against the sisters. But, like, I thought there'd still be, like, sisterhood there. And, like, they're going to try and stay united as sisters instead of, like, straight up killing each other. But her delivery was not chaotic. Like, the her actions and, like, the script was written that she was chaos. But, like, she wasn't bringing it. And, honestly, Helen Miram wasn't bringing it. And maybe that was the the script that they had. I I think, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that, like, either of them were, like, really, like, knocking it out of the park They weren't. But I don't think the writing did (laughs) any favors. They were in the park, you know. (laughs) I wish I knew the name of the park where the Phillies played. (laughs) So I could say that, but I do not. Philly Stadium. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I think the, uh, the script, like, did them no favors at all. Uh, They were just, like, very underwritten, and I wish they had found some way that they could have developed. Like, if they wanted to do new characters, that's fine. But, like, give us, like, a, a backstory for them that was more, like, tied into, like, what we already know and not be like, oh, actually, here's, like, the history of the staff. Also, like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with what you said about, like, having the history of the staff. And then just, like, in terms of their cohesiveness, like, they didn't even have, like, the same costume design. Like yeah. Rachel Ziegler's was like shiny and bright. She looks like she was from um, Wonder Woman. Themis- the yeah, Themyscira. Yeah, and then the like Lucy Liu's was like old and like gray, and then Helen Mirren's was like kind of tattered. I don't, I don't know. Theirs were more similar, but like definitely Anne's <laughs> was very separate. Yeah, and I wonder if that's like intentional, like just like. Be like, here's, like, who this character is or who this, like, 
No. I mean, sure, but like that's dumb. I'm really You have sisters really that, scraping the that already don't look alike, which I think that was fine. I like that they had different ages because like Ab's Atlas is like getting around at all different times. <laughs> different races, that's all fine. But then if that's gonna be the case, then like they should have some sort of connective tissue that is not so obvious mm -hmm. like in their costumes or in their acting <laughs> yeah there's just like no sense or even of their powers yeah you never saw them all work together no did not yeah like the, yeah maybe in that first scene that we missed yeah <laughs> well, just, seriously though like we might have seen yes. them work together as like a team we yeah that's entirely true but still like if that's it then that's not enough because right there's no cohesion didn't feel like a sisterhood of the traveling pants. Definitely it's disappointing. Not. I really, I wanted more out of Lucy Liu, you know? I wanted more of Helen. Yeah. I mean, She you brings know, it for Fast and Furious. I, I literally think she got more to do in Fast and Furious. She definitely does. <laughs> People love her. I yeah. love her. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so that, that was too bad. I just think if you're going to, if you're going to go through all the trouble of eschewing all of the comic characters that DC has in its mythology and bringing in new characters, you better have like a good reason to do right. it. And this didn't feel like they had a good reason to do it. And like, we're not even, neither of us are comic readers, let alone like Shazam comic readers. Like, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot more opportunities for Shazam to get movies after well, the financial after performance the, of this. Uh, feud between Dwayne and Zach. Yeah. Don't even get me started. But like, it sucks, you know, if you're like, oh, I can't wait to see, well, one, if you were like, I can't wait to see Shazam fight Black Adam, well, that was never going to happen. But even, like, just, like, the rest of, like, the Shazam rogues gallery, like, in exchange for this, like, that doesn't seem like a fair trade. I feel like there could have been a better story here. Um, Anne's power is very Doctor Strange. Extremely. Yeah, straight up, like, all of the kind of, like, gears turning and a clock looking uh transformation of the landscape pretty cool though i like that a lot also i moved to change her name from Anne. it reminds Ooh. me of arrested development her Anne. her egg she looks like an egg <laughs> rachel singley does not look like an hope, egg. hope she has a good sense of humor <laughs> um i liked I, the flying books Yes, I saw you taking a note during that. That was that was so cool. I like liked that. Steve. I liked the whole layer and how much time we spent in the layer and like that the one guy, was it Eugene or Pedro? Pedro, I think. Was like mapping out all of the... Maybe that was Eugene. I think it was Eugene. Was mapping out all of the, the doors. doors and, and marking stuff. them. Yeah. E for everyone, M for mature. Yeah, it was just like a low-key thing. And then, of course, it came back, but like I liked it. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, I think the movie was at its best when it was, like, embracing, like, the the goofiness of some of that stuff and being like, yeah, like, this is what these kids that would be superheroes are going to do all day. They have they have neon signs hanging all over the Rock of Eternity. The pinball machine, yeah. Um, I, I did have, I, I told myself I wouldn't talk too much about, like, the backstage drama, so I won't, because I, I don't want to prolong this episode. We're recording it very late. We saw this movie later than intended, obviously. But I, I cannot help but think it's very funny that they made a whole thing out of the end of the first Shazam being like, oh, there's an extra seat up here that was clearly like a Black Adam thing. Was it? I mean, like, it had to be. Like, that was... It wasn't for the bat? No, I don't think it was for the bat. <laughs> and then it was just like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not talking about that. And I mean, that even extended to the post credit scene, which we will get to. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like we've been fairly, fairly negative on this. But, like, for me, like watching the movie, my expectations were so low because I've just been following, not even like the critics, because I feel like the reviews have been like, you know, solidly average, which I, I feel like is pretty similar to the first movie and is similar for most superhero movies coming out recently. Um, but I, I enjoyed this. Like I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Like I think it didn't, it didn't do a, as good a job like capturing that atmosphere that the first one did, but it was like perfectly fine. Which, you know, is maybe not the most uh, acclaimed criticism you could give to a movie. But, like, in some ways, I thought this was, like, a better movie than Ant-Man Quantumania was. Just, like, in terms of, like, how it connected thematically to its prequels. 
like we were just talking about how it kind of like sacrificed some of the family stuff. But like when when I like, this is only their second, you know. It's true, but when I think about Ant Man and like how much they didn't do, which we talked about a bit in our episode, I'm like, some of this, you know, they could have they could have traded some some lessons in the writers' room. Something else I liked was the Wizard Freddy team up. I yes. thought that was really strong. Yes, it reminded me of Rocket and Thor. Oh, that's a that's a good pull. <laughs> that's a really good pull. Yeah, I was happy to see so much more of the Wizard because that guy's a great actor and. He he was like fun in the first Shazam because he was like so like stoic and yeah. serious about it. But this he got to have a bit more fun, especially in the end. When Loved like, his <laughs> glow up. Yes, really good. Um, I wish the parents were in it more. Talking about the charm, like we did get them a lot at the end, but I but was like, we loved the parents in the first one. Like, just set up them more a little. Like, set up the family again more. Yeah, in the beginning. yeah. Like that's we we rewatched. Well, I think we've seen the first Shazam twice. Mm-hmm. And didn't did you think the parents were gonna be like kind Bad. of villainous in the first the first the time, first we, time it, we saw right? it? Yeah, yeah. And that was like because I think you planted that seed in my head when we were watching it. And then it was just so fun to like see them be like, oh, like, like no, actually good people. Yeah, yeah, no, they're just like nice foster parents that want the best for the kids right. in their house. And yeah, we got a bit of them in this, but like. The whole, like, reveals of them all being superheroes to the parents was, like, so rushed, which is, like, on purpose. I liked it. It was fine. Like, we didn't need to dwell. You know, shit was going on. Um, but I was like, you yeah, know, it was fun. And I, I like the actors that played them, so I wish we had yeah. gotten to play off them a bit more. I thought it was a really good vulnerable moment from Zachary Levi when he calls um, mom, his mom mom the, for the first time. Like, yeah. when he got does that little speech and he's like... It's all for one because I can't do it by myself. It was nice. It yeah. Was nice. And I thought Zachary Levi did a good job. I agree. He had, he's a, um, Billy Batson's had a real glow up since the, since the first movie. I mean, obviously, he did a lot of growth in that movie, too. But, like, he's such a shit in the beginning. Um, forget. <clears throat> they make a Captain Marvel reference. Yeah. And wasn't Shazam supposed to be Captain Marvel? Yeah. I we talked about that in the last on the, episode. On the, yeah, yeah. Or not, you know. The, when we talked about the first movie. Yeah, that was like a whole embroiled thing with Marvel and that DC. That was like one of those meta jokes that like worked. Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, one of the meta jokes that really didn't work for me. I know what this is going to be. I was about to write it as a joke, like, oh, are we really doing Taste the Rainbow? And then they said it. They said Taste the Rainbow twice, three times. And I just want to know, one, is that brand a sponsor? And two, did they know they were about to be canceled and they were doing this as damage control? Because... They're currently not doing so well. People are not eating them. They might get banned because of the dye that's being used. Wow, I'm out of the loop. What's are going on? You ser- I just said they're well, about to get like banned because of the dye that's I being used. I was confused used. at first because you said canceled, and I was yeah, like, Wait, they are like a- canceled. I, I don't know if that term not apl- quite like M and M's being canceled. <laughs> that's what I was similar, thinking. I was, like, are there, I was like, are there sexy Skittles that I am missing out on? Not, unfortunately, not sexy. Damn it. Toxic. Okay, well, that's worse. Um, yeah. They're toxic. I, They're toxic sugar. You know. Damn. Man, I was trying to make a toxic ma- masculinity joke, but it didn't land. <laughs> I'll workshop that. <laughs> um, yeah. What the fuck was that? Look, it's one thing if I'm watching like, a network TV show, and they're, like, shoving a car in my face. Like, that's going to happen. I understand. You are making Oh, you mean, like, brand placement? Yes, product placement. Like, I think I like to talk to my sister. (laughs) You just meant, like... (laughs) What, just, like, a standard... I don't know what you were... I didn't know where you were going with that. (laughs) No, no, no. So, like, I I like to joke with my sister because she's a huge Bones fan that, like, apparently in later seasons of Bones and clips that I've seen, like, they get real nuts with the car products by something like, hey, I got this new Kia Optima and it's got a backup camera. the radio. Right. And they're doing shit like that. I'm like, okay, look, I know your budget's not that high. You got to take the sponsorship money where you can get it. But that is not what we're doing. This is a Warner Brothers production. This is a superhero movie. And even though it is going to make negative money, there is no reason to be doing this shit. I don't think it's a sponsor. I think think they just did it. it. That's worse, actually. I know. Yeah, that is worse. It is worse. And I, this is just speculation. I'm not doing any Googling right now, but I feel like they just decided to do that. 
Because they make a lot of like timely, quote unquote, although Taste the Rainbow is quite old. Um, <laughs> that still Darla that. wouldn't know what that is. Um, anyway, they make a lot of those jokes in this movie, which I was going to make a note about anyways, that like I feel like they don't try to be timeless with Shazam. Like yeah. they're not like, it's not like Wonder Woman or Batman or Superman where it's like these are this is an iconic character that's supposed to be like timeless. You know, the movies are supposed to be timeless. Um, they are not trying to do that in these movies. They're making jokes that are already like behind the times and I like that they are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no point in trying to make this timeless. It's about like teenagers and I forget, kids. And- he says something towards the end when he like goes into the field and i'm like man that joke is already like old i should have taken a a note on it well he said weird flex at one point about the dragon that was no that wasn't but that was also dated um damn it it doesn't matter but it doesn't but yeah it you know it would be bad if someone had like walked up to the writers of the script and like stipulated hey you need to make a Skittles joke right here. But the fact that someone was just like, hey, I know what we should do here. Again, speculation. But I think you're right. Like, and I know that, like, I think the the thing with Darla and the Skittles was there, like, in the first movie, too. Like, really? I think, she, I think she was, like, moving them, but it was, like, a sm- maybe I'm making that up. But I thought it was, like, a small thing. And then they That did, was in this movie. Well, I know, but I thought I thought it was in Where the first movie, Where she separated the yellows? I thought they, like, were carrying that over from the first movie. I mean, maybe, movie. maybe she maybe just likes Skittles. I don't know. But either way, I thought like, we weren't saying the name. Did you hear that, how that I was brand, dancing around? excuse me, I have to beat myself out. But, we're not being sponsored. No, we're not. But, <laughs> Although, hey, hit us up. <laughs> maybe M&M's, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it was... Or, Raisinets. <laughs> oh, please. Has Full anyone ever got a Raisinet sponsorship? <laughs> the, the having Darla say taste the rainbow was like a step too far. Taste her own mother. <laughs> that was more entertaining because the, the shock value of hearing it once had already worn off. But like that made me feel like I'm being exploited. <laughs> like I don't. I'm already. <laughs> you didn't consent to that. I'm already at an AMC movie theater. This time, no, but usually I'm seeing like 18 ads before the movie starts. I don't need to be hearing that now. Like, I just, I don't like it. I've seen very few like full movies that are willing to do that that flagrantly, except like Wayne's World, which is doing it as a joke. But this, this was not, I mean, it was a joke, but it's not a joke. Yeah, I mean, Marvel does have cars in there. Yes, they always, you know, there's going to be a close-up of an Audi grill or a BMW. Or a Buick. Yeah, (laughs) got the Buicks. (laughs) But, like, it's not, unless I'm wrong, they've never, like, just said the tagline of a brand as a punchline. Okay. That's... We're spending too much time on this. Well, yeah, it was pretty fucking bad. I, honestly, that might be the worst part of the movie. Bill has his Iron Man moment. Yes. Sacrifices himself. Gets blown up by a bomb. Yeah. Um, Sad. Did you think he was going to die? No. Me neither. I mean, no. But then they buried him, and I was like, this guy, this is getting dark. They did bury him, and I'm like, hmm, there's like seven kids in this theater. This is sad. But I'm like, how the fuck? I'm like, no, they can't. They're not going to kill Shazam. One, because of everything that's going on, I know that... We would have heard about d- it. I know that the director is on Twitter and on Reddit being like... And Zachary Levi is. Yeah. Well, I think he... Also, David Sandberg Probably deleted his... for his blue check mark. He definitely is. <laughs> someone, like, after it, like, bombed, like, the first weekend or whatever, like, someone was on Reddit and was like, oh, man, like, it, this is too bad, like... And he tagged the director because he's like an active Reddit user. Like, oh, like, I hope you're doing well. And someone was like, damn, that should need to tag him in it. And then he responded. He's like, well, it's not like I didn't see this coming. I made my money up front anyway. And I was like, oh, my, oh my God. Goodness. Don't even standing by. <laughs> so, like, yikes. I had a feeling that, like. That kind of sucks. This is not. Yeah, does, James, like, get your people together. <laughs> I just had a feeling that, like. Yes, he did that, but then he was also like, well, go see the movie if you want him to come back. I'm like, they're not going to fucking kill Shazam. One, they're just not going to kill Shazam. Two, they want whatever. What about whatever. Justice Society? Well, well, I want to talk about that. Okay, well, That's I'm not I'm there thinking. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, like, two more in-movie in notes. Very serious. Um, spider in Tooth. 
<laughs> that whole exchange was very good. I thought that was really funny when he has something in his teeth and <laughs> Gal Gadot is, at least I'll say this about her, she is consistently too serious for whatever <laughs> movie she's in. That's all she knows how to do. <laughs> Which does work in her first, and especially for, in the first for, movie where she like doesn't get the jokes, but I'm like, well, you should be with it now, Gal. And she has no idea what the fuck's going on. Like, the character is, like... And, two, she doesn't work in this movie. Like, that humor, his humor, and then her not, like, engaging is not working for me. But I liked that scene a lot. On a meta level, it's funny as hell, because I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, she's just not funny enough. No, she's not Like, she's funny. not good enough at playing the straight man. Gal Gadot does one thing when she acts. And, like, it can't be... It, it can't change to meet the environment. So, like, we have, yeah, Zachary Levi going full Shazam up against Wonder Woman just doing standard Wonder Woman. Okay, my last note is, did, did I miss something from the first <laughs> It's always good when it starts out like that. Did I miss something from the first movie where, like, it wasn't obvious that his name is Shazam. Why was this whole movie, why was the D plot of this entire movie, what is my name gonna be? Like, what is my name? Like, oh, what should I go by? What should I be called? And then he asks the wizard at the end and he's like, Shazam! And I'm like, we knew it was Shazam. I thought like it was gonna be something different. Maybe it, Maybe I'm feeling the same way. They literally say, say your name. Yeah. And he says it. He says Shazam. So like, you know what your name is. Maybe I've like Mandela affected myself into like, thinking like that the first movie ended the same way because there is a thing where Freddie keeps like suggesting superhero names and Billy's like, right. no, but then they find out at That's the end that it's Shazam. It's, yeah. Cause he said, so I don't know. It's so weird. Like I got it like a little bit when it was like Freddie like doing his thing. I was like, okay, right. sure. Freddie's trying to find. And, like all name. the other kids like want superhero names, but like we're not concerned you about that. We one. know what it is. It's the fucking movie's name, the sequel to Shazam. <laughs> we know the characters. His name Shazam. Yeah, I. So that same annoyed deal. me, same but deal. there were a lot of things I liked about it. I also thought Rachel Ziegler was great. Rachel Ziegler was very good. And um, I said this in the first movie, but the the kid actor that plays. Uh, Freddie, awesome. Yeah. Love him so much. He was he was really great, and I I also think like he is more believably like that age, and also yeah. we spent a lot more time with him in and not kid Adam form. Brody. Yeah, you can't afford him. Brody's. No, that's true. <laughs> I was I mean, gonna I, say he's in you, but that's not him. That's the other guy that looks like him. <laughs> Adam Brody's gonna hear this and be like, "Fuck." I knew it. I should have. They look a lot alike. I agree, but that was very funny (laughs) because I don't know what Adam. I have a feeling Adam Brody is holding on for a third Shazam movie for dear life. But he's barely in it. I know. (laughs) Okay, so last thing is the post cred Justice Society rebrand. Okay, right. So I this is a part of the movie that I had spoiled for me because what. Because this was James Gunn's su- wife subject is in it. of Zachary Levi's meltdown on Instagram Live was about this. <laughs> Can you? I know you said you weren't going to talk about it, but we have a little bit of time. All right. Short summation to what my understanding of the situation is is like it was known like from the jump that like Dwayne the Rock Johnson has been trying to play Black Adam for years before he got his movie ever right. made, and he was clearly never interested in Black Adam being the nemesis to Shazam, even he though he wanted to be a good guy or he just wanted to fight Superman. It seemed like he really just wanted to fight Superman and he wanted to be a good guy and that, but like black out in the character is Shazam's nemesis. Right, we talked he about has his powers yeah. from the same guy. The costume has the same. He even bolt. says Shazam. Yeah. Like that's, it's the whole crux of like the character, the rock, I guess just like wanted to bend He's it. Like, to his I own have well. never heard of it. Nope. Don't know what Shazam is. So just, like, did his own thing with it. It's setting it on, like, a completely different trajectory. Like, went through all that trouble to get Henry Cavill back and then fired again a month later. All because, like, he didn't want any part of this. I think he... I think, and I think now, (laughs) Zachary Levi thinks, um, The Rock finds Shazam to be... Beneath him. It is beneath him because he he sees himself as this huge action star, which he is. 
But now it's like blown up because I don't think the rock ever talked about it. But after the movie came out, honestly, even like right before it came out, there was like all these Look, reports. Which movie of, has a sequel and which one's not getting a sequel? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne. There was just like all this like friction. With, <laughs> he already well, has his name. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock D Money Johnson. Um, it, it seemed like for some reason, because uh, Black Adam was co-produced with The Rock's production company, he had like some pull like creatively, which right. is a problem. Right. And Disgust. when this movie Go was back coming to out, our Black Adam yeah, please. <laughs> and like we had already known that there was like all this bullshit that like he had done and the back and forth with him in DC, like it, they were not in agreement on anything. But when this movie was being written, I guess, or shot, the or, the original post credit scene was supposed to be like a crossover. So it was supposed to be Hawkman and Cyclone showing up. And if you didn't see Black Adam, don't blame you. Those were like two of the prominent members of the Justice Society. Is well, that Hardison? Yeah. And then Cyclone was, um, I don't know the actress's name. Oh, that name. guy. No, it was, oh, the, it was her, the woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were supposed to like show up to recruit him. Oh, that would have made sense. And then. Because they did say Justice right. Society. And then they wanted to do that. And basically The Rock was like, no. Like somehow. How does he, he have somehow the pull? he had the pull to block them from using this characters? Does he own the rights? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. But he clearly like flexed something, and they were like, "Yeah, he like, has a lot of muscle." They're like, "We couldn't." <laughs> Literally, and you're on fire today, <laughs> metaphorically. So like, and physically. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So they they couldn't use. Hawkman and Cyclone, which is stupid because those characters will probably never appear again. So instead, because this movie is, I'm assuming, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, Peter Safran, who is now like co- I'm sorry, what was his, there was more than one Peter Safran. Peter what Safran? Excuse me? You kept saying earlier Peter F. Safran. No, 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 no. I was saying David F. Sandberg, which I say because that's how he writes it out. All right. It's okay. You almost got me. You almost got me. No. This is a different guy. This <laughs> who are we talking about? This guy, not the director, not the director. Okay, he is co-head with James. Gunn. Oh right, yeah, the other guy. And sure, he produced this. Okay. And he produced the first one. Like I think Shazam is like his thing. Sure. So I'm assuming he was like, well, fuck it. Like we're gonna cross this over with Peacemaker because that's gonna continue in also, the new DC universe. James Gunn has an in with one of those characters. Also that, and she was in Black Adam. So it all is very confusing. She was in Black Adam for like I'm 10 seconds. I'm thinking that, you know, D-Money, The Rock, has the rights. I think he d- he acquired the rights for Black Adam. That's insane. No, I, don't, I don't think so. If that was the case, then he could have just, like, done it himself without going through he Warner Brothers. He basically did. But he was still, no, I don't think he has the I rights. I think he has some of them. I could see. Like, partial ownership. I could see that. Them. I just don't, I don't, I think, his, I don't this, think his company has enough money for that. Even though, like, Black Adam is, despite his best efforts, a C-list character. Okay, but what do you think about them referring... Or wait, did you finish saying the... No, 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 yeah, no. okay. Um, about, like, the actual scene? The drama. Oh, wait. Did oh, you no, finish no. the drama? Uh, n- I guess not. So the drama has really, like, come to head with everyone talking about it. The movie's been in the spotlight for, like, doing worse than Morbius um, domestically, which... Wow. Does that include Morbius's second run in theaters? <laughs> I mean, no, the, nothing could ever beat they it. They should bring back Black Adam. <laughs> the Rock might try to do it. Um, but it's been like a really embarrassing, uh, like hard on the sleeve moment for Zachary Levi, who's just like airing everything out. Who's coming, um, this is coming after his big role as the old football player. Jesus Christ, I, I just looked this up because I forgot. I don't need to know the name of that film. Yeah. I just need to say that. As someone on Twitter said in response to his Instagram live rant, never before has an actor been so unemployed. And you know what? Like, if you're listening to this, Zachary Levi, which you might be because it seems like you're spending a lot of time on the internet lately, just, like, take a break because it is a bad look. I don't care, like, what the context is. But, like, if your movie came out a week ago and you're on social media talking about how it was sabotaged behind the scenes and please go see my movie instead of John Wick 4 
and tagging Neil Druckmann on Twitter and asking to be in the next season of The Last of Us, just put the phone down. Can you imagine if every actor who was in a movie that bombed did this? Because there's been several big ones in the last year, and you don't see Brad Pitt and Margaret Robbie going on Twitter to complain about how Babylon didn't make any money. Like, we don't do that. Like it's is James Gunn must be freaking out right now. I doubt it. Actually, he's probably perfectly fine. He's not worried. Kevin Feige's panicking at the moment. Why? Well, it's completely separate reasons. Oh. The the comic book movie world is kind of on fire right now is the general sentiment. Sure. But Yeah, um I think like all of the drama has really like preceded the movie itself, which is like fine. To me it's like a I would say this is like a six out of 10 movie, which again is not glowing, but like, I do think this is better than Morbius. (laughs) I think it's better than like a lot of the movies that we've watched for the podcast, but it's also just like, I I don't know if I, it's like a fun, it's like how I feel about, well, it's not quite how I feel about (laughs) Fantastic Four, but it's like how I feel about older superhero movies that I grew up watching that are like, like the even like the bad Batman movies, like I like watching them because mm-hmm. they're fun. Or okay, the Val Kilmer one. <laughs> I'm really couching this comment. <laughs> Look, like Look, not like this movie, but like, you, you know, know, another movie. Like I was on I logged this on Letterboxd and some guy gave this like a half star, like this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't agree with that. It's not going to be cracking my top 10 of superhero movies, but like it gets the job done for what a Shazam movie needs to do. But honestly, maybe right now for superhero movies, that's not cutting it anymore. Cause if, if Ant-Man couldn't make money, then we might be in trouble here. I mean, there, you need to be able to do something different Mm -hmm. than that's been done. And we're also over inundated with them. Yeah. Absolutely. We've we've reached market saturation. I think that, I mean, we've said this, and this is not, you know, a Marvel episode, but I think Marvel really decked up by taking a step back from their TV shows because I think that's where they could really thrive and do something different and then do a couple of big blockbuster movies, like one a year maybe, but spend a lot of time on those and then fill in the gaps that they want to do with TV shows. Yeah. For now, not right. necessarily forever. But. Right, I agree. I just, something that I do want to mention before the episode ends is like, what do you think the public perception is of like, like we know what's going on with the DC EU. People don't like DC. Well, but... Well, that that's true. Like people like the don't common right. people that don't follow that are like maybe I'll watch a superhero movie. Yeah, like, like I don't think there's any trust in DC like as a franchise. People have been burned. But except for Batman, do you think like there is because a lot of people when the movie bombed, they're like, well, of course no one's seen this movie because they know that like this franchise is basically like ending. Because but James people aren't seeing Shazam because they heard it was bad. People were never going to see Shazam. Well, that's not, I'm not even asking about if oh. it was bad. Do you think public perception of like the DC universe, like kind of getting this reset, does that even matter? Do you think that affected a lot no. of people's decisions? Yeah. Definitely not. I think the, the Batman stood outside of it because it is. Mm-hmm. And people understood that. I think if there's a new Superman movie, people will go and see it. Yeah. People will come out for DC, for Batman, and for Superman. Yeah. And I think they'll come out for other movies if they're good. Like, people came out for Wonder Woman big time. And yet, that's like a big Well, she's like on the same level almost as... They didn't come out for 1984. Well, that was during COVID. Yeah. But still, I don't think they were going to come out for it. Yeah, I guess they just haven't, like... We'll see. We'll have to see how some of um, James Gunn's like more obscure picks do because he did a good job with it over at Marvel. But yeah, I just had to ask because that was a theory posited by a lot of people being like, well, everybody knows that the DC universe as we know it is going to end after Aquaman 2. So no one's invested anymore. And I think that's like really overestimating how much people are not involved in like the idea of cinematic universes or at least keeping up with it that much 
I think a lot of those people that saw Shazam tonight with us are not like on Reddit being like, oh, like I mean, James Gunn announced. Right. But like even you have the filter of me like talking about it all the time. I just think so many people are not in tune with that, that the people that are kind of are in a little bubble being like everyone's keeping up with what James Gunn announced and oh, Henry Cavill got fired and like all that stuff. And I generally think like, I mean, I don't even think like that most people know who Kevin Feige is. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Like, with I don't you. think that's a DC thing. Yeah. Well, I think like, I think you're right, but also like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has there had are more, more time. super fans of Marvel than there are of DC. Right. Yeah, I think like the 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 term like the MCU is more ingrained in people. Yes. So I, I yeah, but I think at the end of the day, like for this movie, like you said, no one was gonna go see it. Like the hype just like wasn't there. And then like for for Ant Man's underperformance, I think that was just like the word of mouth was bad. Everybody like left that movie being like, eh. So, uh, everyone's eyes are on guardians of the galaxy volume three right now. That one's that's touchy because it's James Gunn. Yeah. I'm just hoping it'll be good. And he's bringing in not like obviously DC characters, but he's bringing in some DC actors. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine with me, but, like, it's going to be, like, barely Marvel is, I guess, what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll see. He's not going to have... His movies never have had that much of the Marvel, like, glow in a good way. Yeah, they're very very unique. So that'll be uh, our next theatrical release, I believe. There's not not too many of those this year. That's not true. Well, Well, we have the much-anticipated The Flash... Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of DC, I'm sure there'll be more drama behind the scenes about that one, too. Like, people, but people don't know about that drama. Yeah. We'll see. It might get more um, revived media attention as we get closer. And we have Spider-Man Across the Superverse. Yes. Very excited for that. And then Aquaman 2 in December. So far away. I'm excited for Aquaman 2. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Love me some Jason Momo. Yeah. Momo, you know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> okay. We are. Well, this has been fun. Uh, yep. If you're one of like the six people that saw Shazam, um, let us know what hey, you think. Hey, our theater was full. It actually was. Yeah, when I bought the tickets a couple days ago, it was completely empty. I mean, it's like half price Tuesday, but. It was. Filled up. So who knows what will happen. But, you know, we enjoyed it fairly enough. So happy to say it wasn't a. A total disaster. Maybe Zachary Levi will tweet at us to say, hey, can I come on your podcast? He's looking for work. <laughs> Maybe we can get skills to sponsor Maybe we can get a candy brand to sponsor it. All right, Raisinets, we're here whenever you're ready. Yes, hell yeah. All right, until next time. We are out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.